lead music going on? While that Evil, waiting period happened. Evil Squid Comics Podcast, episode 17. 17. 17. Uh, season 3, I think, is what we're at. 17, season 3. So we are the Evil Squid Comics Podcast. We get together every couple weeks and talk about comic books and TV shows and whatever the else we can think of. We're doing it virtually this week because my 10-year-old daughter has COVID. So I wouldn't expose anybody else to that. So there you go. That's all I know. Well, I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I try to look out for people. I have um, Thank you. It. Yeah. I mean, Scott's vaccinated. He's probably fine. But you, Don, you won't get vaccinated. So it's all good. I think I might do it this weekend. Nice. I don't oh, know. That's which, a good idea. I don't know which one to get though. I'd get the Moderna if you can, or the Pfizer. Don't do the Johnson and Johnson. Okay. That that's my, you know, recommendation. I think, I think I'm looking. At, I think I'm looking at the Moderna one. Cool. That one they said has like twice as many antibodies as the Pfizer, like after so much time. So, I got the nice. Pfizer, but you know. You do you. Any vaccine is better than no vaccine. That's true. So there you go. All right. So what what are, what have we been up to this week? I um, unfortunately. Well, it's been two weeks. I have not. I have not read hardly anything. So Why are because you it's fantasy football time. Oh, is that still a thing? People still do that. It, People still do that, believe it or not. Hmm. Yep. So I had to do all my prep and everything else for fantasy football for the most part this last mm. week. So I had a couple gotcha. drafts. Did you guys watch so a, What If? What I, If? I didn't watch today's. I forgot all about it, uh, quite honestly, until like 30 minutes ago. I only watched the first but I did watch the one the week before. Which is... In which, all the Avengers like died. Yeah. Did you watch that one, Don? Nope. I've only watched the first one. What? Oh gosh. What did you movie? watch the Star Lord one then? No, he only watched the first one. I no, I know that. But did you? One. I've watched all of them. I watched today's. Oh, you even watched today's. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Are you I'm, quarantined I'm... at home by any chance? Me? Yeah. I technically don't have to quarantine. I'm okay. Because I'm vaccinated. Okay. I wasn't sure what the what those kind of rules, at least at your work, were since you have well, somebody at I'm home. Working. I I told my when I found out on Tuesday that she was positive, I told my bosses, I was like, dudes, I can work from home if you want, because I'm set up for it. And they're like, yeah, just go home and work from home. So I have been working from home, and I kind of have been quarantined, but I don't actually have to. I just kind of volunteered to because I okay. like work. Well, that's what I wondered if your work was forcing it or not so but yeah oh well sorry so, to sidetrack there so i think so, I what was today's uh what if about then not spoiling too much what if dr strange lost his heart instead of his hands he'd be i wasn't dead. sure what that even means he'd be dead he'd be dead if he didn't have a heart he'd be dead yeah it's a but, bit of a it's not like a physical heart so it's basically, instead of Dr. Strange being an arrogant jerk 
and losing the power of his hands, he has a girl he's in love with, and when he crashes his car, she dies instead of get him getting injured. So he loses the person he loved rather than losing the use of his hands. And it's what path he goes down when that happens compared to what he would have done if he had just lost hmm. the power of his hands. Okay. It's like super dark. Is it? And it's very uh, timeline, uh, paradox type stuff going on because obviously Doctor Strange has the time stone, right? Right. And so once he gets that, he realizes he can go back in time, right? Yeah, so it's a la the time machine, huh? Yeah, so it's almost like it's like a dark Groundhog Day almost. I don't know. It's weird. Not my uh, favorite, okay. but it was very dark, and it was okay. Now, what would you think of the Star-Lord one as Black Panther or Star-Lord? I thought that one was really good. I love that one myself. It's very solid. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Quite amusing, you know, kept some of that playfulness of the um, Guardians, you know, and things, but yet had a, enough differences to make it seem like it had a fairly decent effect on the timeline, you know. Yeah, and I liked uh, I liked last week's too, the Avengers one. Did you like that one? I I liked it, although I don't know um, how it was dark. I felt like you know in a lot of ways. I guess it's dark in the sense everybody died, but it didn't feel that dark to me. It was kind of fun seeing all the Avengers get killed. Really? Okay. Yeah. And seeing yeah. uh, Coulson back. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, that was fun. A little more uh, scorched earth type of thing. I guess. Yeah, it's but, fun. Let's see here. They just killed off Thor and Hulk explodes and other things. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Good time. Good times. I thought it had a satisfying conclusion and i guess in some ways with that one or interesting type things at least you know the who done it i felt was a fairly decent you know payoff i guess in a lot of ways yeah my wife said who is the new guy in the middle i don't know who's in the middle because i can't see what she sees Did it's you get, probably like... don with one of his goofy masks on or how about Maybe. this one Ooh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't see any messages. Oh, you don't? Somebody's crashing us. The live comments. All right, nice. so what else did we watch? I finally finished Walking Dead season 10 or 11, oh. whatever season just came out. Really? Not the one that just came out, sorry. Whatever season was previous to the one that's currently playing. So I think it's season 10. I finished that. That's a pretty good season. Is it? If you're not watching The Walking Dead, you're missing out, man. I do not watch The Walking Dead. I, what season you know, did you stop? What's that? What season did you stop? I stopped as soon as they killed uh, Gwen. I watched that. You know, they, what? They did the whole, you know, season cliffhanger where it was like, who did Negan kill? You know, and that waited the whole time. And then you watched the, I watched the first episode to see you know, that he killed Glenn and Abraham, you know, or whatever. And you were out. And, yeah, and I was kind of out after that. 
I mean, it it was okay. It was, you know, intense and things, but I mean, I can't say that was one of my favorite parts of the series anyway, because I've always thought that I know what I think Kirkman wanted to do with Negan, you know, was have this guy who's, oh, let's bring in an extremely evil guy and then maybe give him a redemption arc maybe at some point, you know, or something. I don't know what, but, you know, Negan's a dick. So, you know, I never really warmed up to him at all. And I thought he was a kind of a lousy bad guy in general. So, yeah. Yeah, Negan's an interesting character because in some ways they want you to like him and then right when you maybe start to, he does something kind of shows yeah. that he is kind of a dick. And I, I, the last episode of season 10 was called uh, Here's Negan, which is basically the Negan origin story. Yeah. That's for, and I never read the comic of that. I don't know how close it was to the comic of that, but uh, it was interesting. Wasn't he like a used car salesman or something? No, he was a gym teacher. Oh, teacher. Okay. Right. That was going to be my second guess. He, I he lost he that job. Or a car salesman. Was that? He, he lost his job though. Was that in that Negan whatever special? Okay. I believe there was a hardcover they put out. A hardcover here's of here's Negan. I think. Really? Oh. I think I they were originally serializing it in the back of like Image Plus magazine. Oh. Okay. And then I think they put it out as like a hardcover, like an OGN. But gotcha. I never bought it. I didn't either. I didn't then know. It didn't fit with my other Walking Dead books because they're all big hardcovers. I it didn't know what that. After he ended Walking Dead, he did like a he dropped that Negan Lives or whatever book. Oh yeah, but mm-hmm. I haven't read it. I bought it, but I haven't read it, so I don't know where. Oh, I haven't was. read that either around here somewhere cool you should read it i thought you were all caught up i was you're a liar i'm not now but did that come out after you said you were caught up or did it come up probably it probably fell into a crack somewhere i don't know Uh Hmm. Um, i don't know that's fine i started watching game of thrones again after you guys gave me a hard time well, I can't believe you haven't caught oh. up with it. Did you finish it? No, I've only watched like I'm like on the second episode of season five. Did you start all the way over? No. Six. Okay. How many are there? Eight, maybe. Okay, yeah, I think so, there's eight seasons. Yeah, there's five books. So yeah, I finished five, and then I'm like two or three episodes into six because I got. I Have got you seen the? the- so you seen the Mountain and the Viper episode? The battle be- where the mountain the mountain bite- battle between the Viper? big guy and the yeah, little scrawny like, guy. That was like season three. Two or, or three. Mm. Four, maybe. It's three maybe four. four. I was thinking it was five for some reason, but maybe it was four. Is it, who's he fight? Who, who is it? That's, uh, oh, it's uh, Tyrion against Cersei? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Because Tyrion was about to, yeah, he was in jail and whatever the heck else. And he's on trial for coffee, right? No, dude. Okay, so like, just like not having and don't spoil anything, but like not having any spoil or anything, just like kind of being around the fringe of the Game of Thrones, like, and I don't remember 
if it happened at the end of book five, but I thought Jon Snow was going to like make it to the end and be like the dude that saves everything. And then at the end of five is when they, they stab the shit out of the, the guards, the brothers all turn on him. And they all win Julius Caesar. Are you talking about him? the books or you're talking about the show? I'm talking about the, the show. show. Oh the yeah. Show did that. Not in the book too. The did books happened. Happen it book? did in the books too. At the end did of the it? last book, they killed John. Okay, yep. I don't remember that. I didn't oh. remember that in the book. And so, like, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to be the dude. And then he just got killed at the end of five. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> it's like, okay. That was at the end of season five? That was the end of that was. So you haven't started season five. six yet? Yeah. I'm like two or three epi two episodes in, three. Does okay. he come back? Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, he comes back. Okay. This was uh, Martin's way of figuring out a way to get Jon Snow out of his oath of being at the wall all the time. Well, I don't. So, I don't remember how he comes back. Hold on. Well, don't because say of the don't, the don't, red don't, witch chick. Don't say anything else. I don't know. It's magic. <laughs> It's not a big deal. It's really not a big plot point. It's it really fine. isn't. It's so it's like a footnote. Does it happen soon? I think so. Yeah, I'm it so happened. I was thinking it happened within the third or fourth episode. So maybe it's okay. the very next one. But... Well, yeah, it probably is then, because she's. That's why. Like, that's why I was asking if you'd watched anymore, because I'm like, I thought it came back pretty fast. Yeah, I've only watched like I think maybe I've only watched two then. Yeah, I think the they wanted to. To, if I remember right, squeeze it for all it's worth. That's why it was like a couple episodes in before they brought him back. For the people last... to go, where's Jon Snow? Oh my gosh, he's really dead. Ah. The he hasn't come back in the books because they haven't written another book yet. That is true. Right. Oh, you're right where the books ended. So you're right when the show yeah. goes crappy. Cool. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Season six was still pretty good. I actually like The War of the Bastards. Yeah. I would agree with that, too. The Battle good. of the Bastards. Is it the end of season five where they have right, a but... hard home or whatever? Where he, like, the, they, like, just slaughter that freaking village of wildlings? I don't know. It's all one big show to me. There's no, I don't really break it up by seasons because the seasons don't really have, like, good break points. You know what I mean? I like, know what you mean. It's a continuous story. I'm just thinking that whatever season has, uh, well, that one, I mean, those are some of my favorite episodes. The one, the hard home, you know, where all those damn uh, wildlings get killed or whatever from the damn White Walkers and then the, the viper in the mountain. That, that's are a great you, episode, too. Are you talking Is that the about... one on the, on the water? Is the hard home? Uh, the yeah, right there by the water. Yeah, the where coast. they're all getting. And then, yeah, like, the, they get all slaughtered and then the king comes up there and he goes, rises and they all, like, rise. And while yeah. Jon Snow and his little group of people are on the water and they're going, oh, fuck, we don't have enough people. <laughs> yeah. That's in that's in five. Yeah. Uh, that's like probably my favorite episode is that one right there. That was that's a good just episode. insane. Um, I like the last episode the best. But I, was watched, <laughs> I got I got sucked into watching that. Um... Now the Red Wedding is the best episode, dude. It's not the best, but it's okay. You guys like the Mountain versus Viper is the best episode. I love that one though. Uh, 
You got sucked into watching what, Don? That uh, End of the Storm, that documentary on QAnon on um, HBO. <laughs> on QAnon? Yeah. There's a documentary about that already? Of course. Already? It's There's been a documentary about fairly new. Like, it started in like 2016 or 2017. Oh, I didn't realize it was that old. Are they flat earthers too? I don't think so. Okay. Is the QAnon about like the, the shadow government and stuff? So, yeah. It's pretty much any conspiracy you can come up with, they believe yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. They, they believe that. Well, anyway. JFK was killed by the mafia. Well, I don't um, know. I haven't gotten that deep into or it. Or the Cubans but, or something. Um, it is it is very interesting, though, because I didn't know that much about it. But, uh, uh, yeah. So they basically believe that there's going to be a Great Awakening. And the Great Awakening is when... Um, no. <laughs> that the, the Democrats are all, like, uh, child pornographers and baby murderers and they drink the blood Probably. and kill kill babies and yeah. so like, what do you think i'm gonna do with this cat later <laughs> and so there's like a you're a secret, democrat <laughs> there's a secret cabal of um like people that are running the government and the q the, so there's a guy named q who is who started it and he started dropping like um messages and they were cryptic and then people started like he's like you know the storm is coming everything will be good you know like you know and so like they're they're supposed to like reveal all these people like the bad government will be revealed and and they'll be all be sent to jail or they'll be executed and then the the real the real america can happen or whatever blah 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 um, a real america well a, Sweet. a true a true patriot free america you know what is i mean is slavery coming back is I that part of it i don't know i don't know okay. but there are I, a bunch of, there are a bunch of like um like and then so they believe that like donald trump was like the guy who was going to do all this like he was going to be oh, the yeah. one to bring everything to the front because he was going to I bet they win. were really disappointed when he didn't get reelected. Well, he, it was stolen from him. Well, according to them, but yeah, he did. Way, it's just been stolen that's really by us evil plane. Satanistic uh, Democrats. If yes. he was going to fix it all, I guess got to wait another four years for him to get elected the next time. Right. Oh, not but if you, according to them, he's going to be back in office before the end of the year. Yeah. They keep, that, him, that's kind of quieted down. I don't hear as much about that anymore. First, it was never, like, wait, Three months, wait six months, um, about you know nine months in there. So, but this, are anything else this, on your documentary stuff? Oh, oh well, I was just gonna say that the, <laughs> this, Q, this Q guy was he's he's supposed to be like close, like some Q Q is supposed to be like a secret a military clearance level or something, and so this guy was supposed to be like high up in the military, so he had like insider knowledge, and he was just gonna like. You know, release a bunch of documents and facts and stuff that prove that, you know, certain people in the government were bad. Whatever. Mm. That that's kind of the gist of it. Why didn't he release? Did he die of COVID? No. Why didn't he release it? Um. What's he holding him back for? I don't know, man. He's slowly. I I think it's all kind of gone away, but I don't know. 
I mean, Snowden released a bunch of stuff. Look how that the, worked out for him. The documentary, the guy was the guy that did the documentary was trying. Because he's going to gonna give out. all his information to Mike Lindell. Was trying. Was trying oh, to Mike, my pillow guy. The my pillow guy. He was trying <laughs> to figure out who who the identity of Q was, and he kind of sort of does. I think I don't know. It's it's Ooh. weird, man. It's it's yeah. strange. But interesting. It was only like six parts. It was like six hours. It was like six. Wow, six hours. It's six hours. I kind of regretted watching The Vow. That was like about five hours too long. Do what? The Vow. It was about five hours too long. It was like a 10 hour documentary. It was about five hours too long. Uh, Was that the one about the. The sex cult? Yes, that's what you think. Yes. I watched that one with the the chick. When your vagina gets branded. Small bill. Right, yep. I watched that. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It seemed like it I was watched very dry. the uh, the gallery uh, episode on Disney Plus where it showed the making of that uh, the last episode of The Mandalorian. Actually, oh, here's what man. it is: it's the making of the last like five minutes of The Mandalorian where Luke Skywalker spoiler shows up, and they made oh, like a forty-five spoiler, minute making of that thing. What's that? So that's a spoiler, dude. I, I did he say said spoiler. spoiler. So after hey, I said uh, Luke. But it's actually pretty good, though. It's kind of amusing listening to a bunch of these old guys talk about them bringing Luke back into the fold. So Cool. Yeah, I heard, I heard a rumor that Mandalorian Season 3 is the end, but then it might keep going, but with a different name or different focus or something. It won't be called yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, I've been hearing that one, too. Yeah. I thought the third season. I thought the third season was supposed to be Boba the Hut. Bob, yeah. 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 Well, that's a different but show. That's a different show. It's Book of Boba Fett. It's a totally different show. I thought it was going to be like, I'm with you, at Don. When I saw that, I just thought, oh, Boba Fett. He's a Mandalorian. Okay, Mandalorian season three is going to be about a different Mandalorian. So, no, but no, that's totally. actually a totally different show. That the Book of Boba Fett is not part of the Mandalorian series, so to speak. I didn't know that. And that there is going to be a season three of The Mandalorian, which I think they're maybe they finished off filming or they're still filming. I don't know. And when is the, I have no idea what it's going to be about. But the rumor right now is saying that that's going to be the last of The Mandalorian uh, yeah. series. When is Correct. the Boba the Hut or what a book of Boba Fett? When's that? Uh, November? December? December? Of this year? Yeah. Of this year. Oh, yep. nice. So it's, like in, it's pretty much filmed, done. They're just wrapping it up, pre-production, yep. post-production. Did uh, did you guys watch the uh, Spider-Man trailer? I did. Yes. I'm totally confused. So it's, it's basically Matt one I, more. It's basically yeah. one more day, but without Mephisto. Yeah, that's what Matt and I were. I was texting Matt about. It. He's like, I was like, yeah, it's kind of a bold move to do one more day. The like most hated Spider-Man storyline. Of all time, I was like, "Why don't they just throw the Clone Wars in there too? That'd be pretty cool." They might. Okay. Well, I mean, it is, it is, and it isn't. I mean, the 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 point of one more day was to get rid of Mary Jane and in the movies and put his put his uh, secret identity back. Right. Yes, but they didn't do that in. Um, well, they do it in this. They did it in Civil War right. originally, but they didn't yeah. do it. They do it in this movie, and so yeah, it, the main thing in this one is just to get his secret identity back, yeah, or, or hidden. 
But I mean, I think the the main reason that everybody hated One More Day was because of the whole Mary Jane thing in the marriage. I thought everybody hated Mary Jane, though. Well, they did until they didn't have her, and then they got a stupid Mephisto right? story. They're a bunch of whiners. <laughs> right. But anyway, it looked interesting, but yes, it it uh, it just screamed one more day the entire time I watched it. Well, here's what I think is interesting. Like, all right, so the Spider-Man movies are actually partially owned by Sony. I don't know exactly how the split is or whatever. Right. But it looks like it's really leaning heavy into the multiverse. Like, they're, only, yep. they're almost going to launch the multiverse with this movie. Yep. I'm like, isn't that kind of bold to use the Sony movie to launch the multiverse? Because that's, like, going to be the next big arc, I think. Like, instead of the Infinity Gauntlet or the Infinity Gems, it's going to be multiverse type stuff. Kang and all that. It's going to be Kang yeah. and his multiple versions all popping up all so it over the place. It's risky to launch all that in this one movie. Also, it's one more day. Yes. Hey, I have a question for you. Although the Doctor Strange movie is, you know, what is it? Uh, the Multiverse of Madness or something like that. So who knows? That's maybe the Spider. Maybe the Spider-Man movie is just going to tap into it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, we already know that they're bringing back a bunch of freaking villains from other movies, so who knows how that's all going to work out. I'm sorry, what was your question, Don? So this is kind of a nitpicky thing. uh, So I've been, and this will come up a little bit later because I have something I want to talk about, but um, I've been listening to the Rob Blyfeld podcast again, the Rob Servation. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about, he did a podcast about um, what if. And he was saying that when, what it like back whenever it launched in like the 70s, the original what if series, he was saying that that was multiple, mult, mult, like the, that was a multiverse. Every issue was a different multiverse of the, of the marvel universe i never i never but i never really thought of it that way i just figured it was just a a one-off story that never happened it's not not like it created a a timeline an alternate timeline in the marvel universe well i thought the whole idea of the multiverse it's it's infinite like anything you can think of is a multiverse right like well yeah i'd never heard it described that way like i'd never heard like Huh? I never heard this. Well, at that time, we didn't really talk about a multiverse in the Marvel. Well, yeah. Because the Marvel didn't really have a multiverse. It was DC That's who had the multiverse. So maybe he's he's back. Maybe he was using it because it's a popular term now, and he was just using it to go back or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, I don't know. Although, weird. I think Disney kind of... or I think Kevin Feige is already advertising the What If television series as the introduction of the multiverse you know, type things yeah. in his mind. So I'm sure yeah. that's why no, some I think people that's are thinking the same thing about the comics. I think it was you know, like multiverse that you bring up DC and the. It's interesting you bring up DC in the multiverse, though, because, you know, the next Batman movie is supposed to have some weird multiverse, you know, things going on with the Flash and things, but yet it looks like Marvel beat him to the punch, you know, with what Spider-Man that's going to come out and possibly you know the doctor strange movie and and what they've done on their disney plus series uh service you know and things so it just almost makes poor old dc look like a bunch of copycats in some way but uh i don't know 
Well, the back to the what if thing, Don, it's like there was no multiverse. And so it really wasn't the multiverse because they never actually went there. They never crossed universes, right? Right. That's this true. whole point of a multiverse is you cross around. Yeah, they never so, really went the back to some of those stories either, did they? <clears throat> no, they never went back at all. They were like, like Don said, they were one-off things. So I think it's a bit of a revisionist history to call it the multiverse. Gotcha. I don't well, think I Rob Life cares what I say though. No, and and I maybe I remember I I may maybe he didn't call it a multiverse. He called it something, and I didn't go back and do my research to get it right. So I could be wrong, but it was a term that he used that I was just like that. I've never heard that like referred to with the, with what if, you know what I mean? Like I just figured, I just figured it's like, Hey, this is, you know, what if this happened and you know, here's what would have happened. Not that. I believe that was the, I think that was the intention. I don't think anybody intended it to be the multiverse. Right. So anyway, Hey, do you guys want to talk about comic books? Sure, I didn't read anything for sure. Actually, I read a couple things, but go ahead. Um, I'm sure you read more than me. I read. So, my first question, Drew, for you is: You buy Savage Dragon, right? Yes. Okay. Are you caught up? Uh, yeah, I'm caught up on everything, sir. Okay, so I think I did two fifty eight and two fifty nine. Yeah, and then and then I bought. Did you buy that? That's the same. Well, it's the same book, isn't it? Yeah. Why would you buy that? Because just I, didn't know. I didn't know it was the same book. I oh man, he Rob Liefeld you. He did. It, I I didn't know that it was the same book. I thought it was. Do you do you follow him on Facebook? Uh yeah, but I but he doesn't pop up that much. Uh, okay. And I don't. I don't make it a point to go out of my way to read all of his posts. Did gotcha. he mention that? Did he mention that on Facebook? He did mention it. It's the same book. It's just with a different cover. Yeah. He's like, don't buy this because it's this. Well, I think he just warned us that, hey, it's the same thing, just with a different cover. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he probably told cover. you to buy both of them. Yeah, he's, he he's totally cool if you want to buy both of them. But well, That's well, right. I, I mean. Good job. Yep. It has okay. the same cover. Yeah, but I don't. That's what pay, Don just, I just said. I order. I don't pay attention. I order Savage Dragon, and then this says Eric <laughs> Larson, so I buy that. I don't know. Did you buy Ant? Yeah. Cool. I haven't read it. Is that A N T or A U N T? A N T. A N T. Um. Fucking Jeff Lemire just jumped into the, the goddamn Substack. Yeah, he said he's gonna do some Black Hammer stuff. I know, right? Me. What the fuck? Do you sign up? I don't know what kind of. No. no. I just did Hickman's Substack. He's also. And I kind of regret that. I'll, however, this Saturday I get to join into a Grant Morrison conversation. What? With Grant Morrison? Yes, Hickman's going to interv- talk, have a conversation with Grant Morrison this weekend, and he's going to live stream it for all the people who subscribe. Do you get asked questions? I don't think There's so. A chat, I mean, he, did, he sent an email, and he said, if you want to send some questions ahead of time, you can. Don, send all your questions to Drew. I just finished this. Oh, wow. And it's, and it's funny because that's one of the topics that I want to talk about is Grant Morrison, and I have a perfect question that I want to ask him. 
What the fuck right, is well, that shoot about? Shoot it to me and I'll send it to <laughs> Should we just jump into this? Sure. All right. So what's it about? Huh? How much Doom so Patrol? So what's that about in like two words or less? Doom Patrol? <laughs> How much Doom Patrol is that? Oh, it's, uh, let me grab the jacket. It's like, dude, it's, this book's 1,300 pages. It's like 40 issues. It's the whole Grant is Morrison. All of Grant and you Morrison. Read, it's the whole Grant Morrison. Re and you did you read anything else besides this? How did you do yeah. that? You must have been a reading fool. I read like this. And then I read, a bunch, I read a bunch of Spider-Mans. Man. Dude has no wife. I read Watchmen. I read my issue of Watchmen. Um, hang on. You have the floor, wow. sir. You're not supposed to walk away. That is know, like I... a cool back cover thing there going on. Huh? The back of that book, Doom Patrol book, I really dig. Oh, yeah. This one? This part? Yeah. Yes. Oh, this part. Well, I thought the other side was the back cover, but I guess if maybe if it's a Japanese book, the other, that end is. I don't know. <laughs> one's the back and one's the front. Yeah. Um, but we were seeing the back. And that's what Scott was commenting on. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Dude, I don't All right. It's like 40 issues. All right. I believe you. Talk about it. Hold on. In 10 it's words or less. It's 19. <laughs> it's 19 to 63. Cool. Um, okay. So the backstory of this ties into the Rob observations podcast that I listened to. He was doing um he did a series he did a series on um So um, you listen to podcasts and you read all that stuff. Holy crap. That's amazing, yeah. Don. So he um it's a comic book uh rivalries or whatever. And so apparently Grant Morrison and Alan Moore had like a had like a thing. So, sure. Um, when uh, they had like a thing, huh? They had a Grant Morrison. They had a relationship on the side. No, no. Grant Morrison threw some shade at Alan Moore, and then Alan Moore didn't comment. So, this goes back a ways. There was a book, and I'd never heard of this before. This is a novel, like a a book, and it's called um, Super Folks, Super Folks, and it was written in like 1977 i think and cool. it basically takes like superheroes and puts them in the real world and it like makes tropes like it has all the superhero tropes and so apparently there are a lot of coincidences with alan runs alan moore's run on miracle man his watchmen and his um what's the other alan moore thing oh the uh when he did the uh the whatever hap happened to the man of tomorrow or whatever his his final issues of superman yeah like those two issues that he did or whatever whatever that's called and so basically this is in so in 1990 Grant Morrison was doing an interview for like a magazine or something. 
and he called out Alan Moore and he said, he didn't say that Alan Moore like plagiarized this novel, but that he took from it heavily on those three works. And so like, um, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to listen to the podcast to read the book, but, and then, uh, but so then, so he wrote Doom Patrol like in 90, 91. Oh man, it started in like 89. So he wrote it. This was from 89 to 93. So I listened to this podcast and then of course, Alan Moore comes back and he just kind of talks smack about Grant Morrison and then Grant Morrison is like, but the interesting thing was Grant Morrison said, I'm probably, I'm the only person that will say this, but I hated Watchmen. Watchmen sucked. Like Watchmen was terrible. Um, and, uh, which is, so he said that Watchmen was basically like, uh, uh, what did he call it? Like a six paragraph poem or something. It was some kind of a slam or whatever. So then today, you're I'm really endearing to, me to Grant Morrison. Right. And so today I'm listening to um, cartoonist Kayfabe and they were doing their um, Watchmen episode. And so I was like, well, hell, I'll listen to this. I'll see what they have to say about Watchmen since we're doing it. You know what I mean? See how they match up or whatever. And, <laughs> and um, Ed Piscor is talking about they're doing issue eight. It's the one where they break Rorschach out of prison and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ed Pisker goes, Alan Moore is, this is very poetic, the way Alan Moore wrote this issue. <laughs> I'm just like, Grant Morrison called it a poem. And Ed Pisker just called it poetic in the way that it was written and drawn. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, that's insane. But so the the main thing i enjoyed the uh, grant morrison's run on doom patrol it's very grant morrison e ish it's very ideas there's a lot of ideas like and a lot of them are kind of gibberish like the, uh, like some of the characters are just gibberish and you know what i mean like very i've read I, I some know. of that huh i've read a lot of that have you do you remember any of it i remember none of it i remember not really liking it that much yeah, I kind of like it. It's almost like, uh, well, obviously, you know, I haven't read, um, I haven't read Grant Morrison's Animal Man, so I don't know. I, I can't compare it to that, but I've read a lot of stuff of Grant Morrison after this, and like a lot of his DC stuff, it's just very um, meta. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, big ideas, and that's kind of what this is. But I really, 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 really liked the way that he ended it. And he ended it in such a way, because I looked it up, this book ran for another 24 issues before they canceled the series. Yeah. I, I only thing I could think of is, what the fuck happens after this? Because the way he ended it, like he basically almost ended the book. Like, I don't know how you pick up the pieces. It's almost like whenever um, whoever it was was Bendis writing Daredevil and he threw Daredevil in jail and then handed it over to 
whatever. Brubaker, um, yeah. Brubaker. And he's like, here, have fun with this. See how you get your way out of this. You know what I mean? That's yeah. almost what he did with this. Like, I'm surprised that they even kind of carried it on after this. But the inner the, – so I was listening to that podcast. I would listened to that podcast probably like a week or so ago. I'm reading through Doom Patrol. And I'm talk, and he's talking about how, like, you know, Grant uh, Alan Moore stole the stole this, blah, all his ideas, blah, blah, blah. Well, so I think it's, um, God, and I can't remember the character's name. You'd think after thirteen hundred pages, I'd know who they are, but they're they're the guy that brought them together, the guy that's in the wheelchair, like the scientist guy. Um, the this whole story kind of culminates, and he has created this guy's created like basically nanobots right and his grand scheme is that he's going to he there's a thing called like the chaos theory or whatever i guess where you know uh anything can happen blah 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 so his his major he turns out to be like a villain like a bad guy like he betrays the Doom Patrol, and he, he's been a mastermind behind the scenes the whole time. He's been working on this, these nanobot things, and he wants to put into effect this chaos theory or whatever it's called, which will basically bring the world to an end and then rebuild it with his nanobot technology. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, seriously, that's like very much a lot. Like, it's not original. Like, it's not that it hasn't been done or but that's like very watchman ish at the end because yeah. that's that's VTOL thing is like he's behind the scenes and he's like you know oh, i'm gonna kill three million or eight million or however many people and then we'll rebuild out of the ashes and everything will be better you know what i mean it's almost like thanos and the infinity war you know well the, yeah. the universe is too big we got to cut them in half and he obviously wrote this after he slammed Alan Moore <laughs> for, you know what I mean, for Watchmen. And I'm like, dude, it ranks, obviously it's different, but it rang like that was the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, dude, this is just like V. This is like Watchmen. I'm like, <clears throat> I think, but anyway. I think huh? it's really hard to like, to say like, this is like this. I mean, those are very common idea you know what i mean it's like it's all about the execution and the details i right. mean i mean there's only like what do they say there's like three stories in the world or something you know yeah well absolutely and and part of the thing with grant morrison was he was just like one of the quotes that he said was that you know watchmen one of the problems with watchmen is that one of the problems he has is with watchmen is the characters are never allowed to be smarter than the writer. So it just comes off as like, like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so he's like, that's why I don't like it. He's like, the characters are never allowed to be smarter than, than the guy that wrote the story. And it, it takes it, it takes away from it, which when we get to the, to our Watchmen, did you guys read Watchmen? Yeah. Okay. There's something in there that kind of irritated me a little bit, too. But I'm starting to look at, like, so, like, I'm listening to this, 
and I start thinking about Watchmen, and I've read Watchmen a lot, and I know everybody's like, Watchmen is the greatest story ever, or it's one of the greatest graphic novels, comic books, whatever. And yeah, it's cool. The art is is amazing in it, and the storytelling is amazing. But I'm just like, what makes Watchmen like so special? Like, what is it that sets it apart from everything else? You know what I mean? Like. And I'm asking that as a legitimate question because like, you know. I think it's I, the technique, like the way that they use the comic book to like have all this symmetry and, and the imagery and the iconography and the way it had like repetition of certain symbols throughout. I mean, nobody had really done comic books that way before. Like no one had put that much thought into, you know, what's in each panel and how the panels are laid out and how it fits all together. Like, no one had ever done that to that extent. Right. So if you I just look know. at it from a technical standpoint, it's amazing. But then if you look at it, that it's also what gives it all its... So that's amazing. But then it's also kind of a superhero story that deconstructs the superhero and puts superheroes in a light that they were never really viewed in before. They're not these larger-than-life, uh, powerful people. They're just average guys with, with like flaws and who are not always the greatest people and they're not that impressive as individuals you know right and so it's well, a more realistic take on superheroes which at the time was so you take the fact that it's so technically interesting and it does all this stuff no, no comic has ever done before and then it's a superhero story that is totally different than every other superhero story and it's kind of like the perfect storm of blowing people's minds i got you but now, like, I wonder, you know, like, everybody always says, uh, if you're going to, if somebody asks you, what comic book should I read? Because I've never read comic books. You give them Watchmen. No, I disagree with that anymore. I used to think that, but I disagree. Because once you give them Watchmen, you have nothing else to give them. <laughs> well, I wonder if it. If and that's it, the problem I ran into a few times. I gave people Watchmen. I'm like, well, I don't know what to give you next. There's nothing quite like watchmen you know yeah i know i gave people watchmen as well and but i wasn't looking for follow-ups either i was just like here is a really good story that's in a graphic universe you know type of things if you can get by that type of thing and it's i, I it's just a really good story it's very well written with what you mentioned a, a, an interesting artistic technique even used throughout it Anymore, I would ask people what they're interested in. Like, do they want, there's so many other genres. Do they want superheroes? I mean, if they want a comic yeah. book, I mean, what do they want? I mean, and that's like, true. If you remember, right, Watchmen was all pre-image, you know, and, and a lot of these other, you know, uh, publishers and everything else. So there probably wasn't quite the selection out there either. When, today, if someone people, said, I want to read superheroes, what should I read? I would give them Invincible, you know. Yeah. No, I get that. It's just, I wonder, I like... I think it's it's a good story. It's it's very well crafted. It it was a pioneer in its day. You know what I mean? Like it it yeah. broke yeah. a lot of ground. It did a lot of things different. But I wonder, like, other than you know, it's Alan Moore. It's like, does it hold up? Like, is it still? like the one of the greatest works like should it be praised the way that it is 
And I think it should. Well, I, think, I, think I think people. It should. Yeah, I think it should. The thing is, it was such a big leap from what we had before, especially in like mainstream superhero comics. It was such a giant leap mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time. Right. I mean, things have come out but, since Watchmen that have maybe done what Watchmen did a little bit better, but none of them were as big of a leap. It was like little baby steps, right? But Watchmen right. was like a giant step. No, I get so that. I think but, that's why it was had such an impact. It's because it was such a giant step at one time. Well, and well, I think it's influenced a lot of the writers that we have today in the comic book industry in a lot of ways. Well, you know? and I So, I mean, obviously, some of these stories, you know, you look at your Lemire's and... Uh, who else you know maybe even donny cates you know any of these other ones that are coming up with very imaginative you know they can really speak uh, or have a very good written word you know out there uh hell probably even kirkman to a point you know and things I lo- i'm sure that a lot of them were influenced by watching but to, to to your point drew that it what it was when it came out it made leaps and bounds okay that was 1986, 87. That's what, 30, 35, 34, 33 years ago, right? Yeah. So, like, if if you're, if whatever, Zach, you know, was a few years older or whatever, and you felt comfortable giving him Watchmen and you gave it to him, like, if he doesn't know the history and he's read, you know, some of the newer stuff or he's watched some of the stuff on TV, would he appreciate? Can you appreciate Watchmen? No, I don't think without, it. That's why I say I, without having. I wouldn't give it to somebody and say, "Hey, this is what comics are" or something, because it's there's so many better things if you just want them to enjoy comics, right? Right. Watchmen, I think, is Watchmen is better read after you've read a lot of other stuff. Okay. Uh. But like Scott said, it's just a good story. It's well crafted. It's well written. It's well done. So I mean. You know, it is. It's all those things, but I think if I think there's better things that are more accessible that can get somebody. Because I mean, you give them Watchmen, and it's like, like I said, I don't. If you're trying to get someone into comics, there's not a lot to give them after Watchmen right. that I would really want to give them. I'm not going to give them before Watchmen. I'm not going to give them yeah. any of the other crap that came out. And see, I guess I'm not necessarily looking at it as a thing to get somebody into comics. I'm just looking for to pass on something that is a very good story, you know, in general. Right. that I would want somebody right. to, to look at. I guess So I would have no problem giving them watching. And I still I, think that it is something to, to even read. Does Is it probably, part of the problem maybe though, I mean, it's still so well written and everything where I think people would still, you know, enjoy it, you know, type things. But they're probably going to see similarities, you know, in works that they've seen on TV and whatever else anymore right. today. You know, that have and, taken, to your point, the influence from God knows whatever. You know, right. the bad guys winning at the end was not exactly something you saw every day there in the 80s, you know, type stuff. Even though it was getting to be a bit of a dark, you know, time in there and stuff, you still didn't see that as much even in the mainstream media or, you know, type things, at least of the actual movies and whatever else probably of the day. Um I don't know. Um, well, but now you definitely see it a lot more often. I mean, hell, the whole buildup of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, to Infinity War was the bad guy winning. So I don't know. So to that point, how how well would Watchmen be enjoyed? I'm not sure. 
I still think there's a lot in which it is just because of the writing style and everything else used. Yeah. And the it's art. still a greatly it's still a greatly crafted comic book. Like it's Absolutely. amazing. The crafting is amazing. And so yeah, yeah. the art and the writing, it's still triple A, right? Exactly yeah. right. Between the art and the writing in that, it it moves at a really good pace. It shows you what it needs to show you and it it it, it crafts a great tale. I still no think what it is a little it is a little dated. I would agree. And it is and it is a little wordy. I think, I think writers today have figured out how to do more with less as far as writing goes, like words on the page, maybe. Some have. <laughs> so, but I think that makes it more literary. It's kind of like when Scott was talking about Sandman. You know, it was more like Neil Gaiman was trying to be more oh. like literature, right? Oh, he was. Yeah, there's no doubt. So, yeah. Alan Moore's doing the same thing here. I believe so. That, and that's one of the things that I figured he was doing. You know, he was trying to bring more of a book style to the comic book. And there aren't many writers today who are really trying to be more literary. Most of them are trying to be more cinematic, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree. But here's a little divergent a say that kind of explains why Watchmen is important, whether or not it justifies or not. Earlier in the year, I read the novel Jane Eyre. You know what that is? Why? I've heard of it, but no. All right, so it was written in 1847. It's like a Victor it's like a sort of, I don't know, like a Victorian type of romance type thing anyway. So I power through this thing because it's a classic or whatever, right? Yeah. It's okay, right? But it's just your basic, you know, boy meets girl, boy, girl loses boy, girl gets boy type of story. It's nothing amazing. I don't know why it's considered a great work of literature, right? So then I do a little research. The reason it's considered a great work of literature is because this was the first novel where the character actually talked about what they were feeling inside or what they were thinking. Up to this point, novels didn't have the main characters talk about what they were no thinking narrative. or what they were feeling. It had never been done before. No right? first person narrative type thing? Well, it's not so much that it's that, oh, this is how I feel, and this is what the character is feeling or thinking, or these are the thoughts. Yeah, never done before, right? Hmm. So it's like where they spend lots of time talking about their feelings and how they, you know what I mean? And so at the time, that's so revolutionary, that, right? But now every book does thing. that, right? Every book does that. So it's like, if you go back and read that now, it's like, well, what's special about this book? Oh, it's the first one to do that. Well, that doesn't make it a good book. It just means it did something no one else had done. It's important, but that doesn't necessarily make it enjoyable to a person today because they've already read lots of books where that already happens, right? Right. Yeah. Watching is kind of like that. It's like at the time it was revolutionary. You go back and read it now. Well, if you've already been reading comics for a while, it's not really, you know, doing any breaking any new ground, right? Right. Yes, but like it's if you've been reading story. comics for twenty years and you go back and read Watchmen, you're like, oh, it's good, but I mean, what's so? What's the big deal about it? Right. Yeah, but to the point, it's still a good story, though. It's still a good comic. I think a, it's just a lot of people like, would enjoy reading, but I don't know. Correct. But it may not be the most amazing thing they ever... Oh, may absolutely. Not be and they might not understand why it was historically important. I mean, right. right. Like, I appreciate Watchmen for what it is. I enjoy it. It It is a good story. It It is the art, the the way the panels work, you know, all that stuff. Like, I, I enjoy that. But 
it's probably not my favorite Alan Moore stuff. I mean, I really like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know what I mean? Like, I just like the way that he, he brought those characters out of the literature, you know, and brought them together and kind of at least the first two. You know what I mean? Like, the, uh, I've enjoyed the rest of them, but they kind of trail off. I mean, at least the first two. But, you know, and I'm not saying that League of Exor Extraordinary Gentlemen is better than Watchmen. Like, I'm not trying to suggest that. But me personally, like, I think I like that better. You know what I mean? Like, I get more... Alan Moore probably thinks that. it's better. Yeah, probably does. He probably, likes he probably likes League better than Watchmen. Yeah. You think so? But here's the other thing. When I was giving people Watchmen as something to read, this was like the 90s, right? And back yeah. then, everybody, if and you tell somebody, hey, I read comic books, oh, like Superman and Spider-Man and stuff. Right. And they're like, and I'm like, no, read Watchmen. Look, it's actually, you know, it's actually mature. It's more literary. It's like a real, you know, it's got some meat to it. And so you should give that to people and be like, oh, yeah, comics are cool. Comics aren't just right. like for kids, right? And because yeah. back then, people thought comics were still for kids. Well, I don't, I don't think we really have that problem now, right? Like, I think no, you talk to people, no. they understand that there's lots of different comics. And so that's why I wouldn't necessarily try and give Watchmen to somebody and say, hey, you know, comics aren't just, you know, little kid stories. There are other stuff, too. I don't know that Watchmen really is the best thing for that either, because people don't need to be shown that as much. Yeah. I mean, I'd um, give them Saga. Go. I'll know in a second, comics aren't for kids. Did you read you read these last time, didn't you, Drew? I did. What'd you think of them? They were both decent. The, I liked the Baltimore art in the one, but I thought the story was kind of not much. It was weird, too. Like, it ended yeah. weird. Yeah, it was a weird little story. Um, but yeah, the Baltimore art was awesome. And then, I like, think that format's hard for me. It's almost too short. Yeah. Um, the Kelly Williams one, I liked, but I mean, it's, it's a, a simple art, story. It's a very simple story, and it's kind of like when he does those little horror shorts. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's that, the same the thing. Dark, it's the same thing. They're they're good, but you know, it's it's a very quick, very you know. Um, easy quick story but uh, i i liked them um but i liked both of them probably more for the art than i did the story but i yeah. liked kelly's story better than the other one just because it was weird and i didn't really make a whole lot of sense at the end which sure speaking of not making a whole lot of sense at the end Fancore. that book makes no sense i am what was the weird deal at the end with uh, where there's another guy named Matt Matthew Allison and he's like <laughs> wasn't that awesome? And yeah. then the guy Matt Allison is like right next to him and nobody wants his autograph. Like they think he's the other dude. Well, I, I think it. So I feel this is really Matt Allison. Sort of when I've talked to Matt Allison in person. He talks about how, like, when he was a kid, he wanted to be, like, the next, you know, Dan Klaus or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then he, for some reason, when he was, like, 20, 21, he, he, just, he convinced himself he wasn't good enough, right? Right. And so then he kind of stopped drawing comics for a long time until he got back to it, and then he realized, I'm just going to draw and be what I am. Well, I think this other Matt Allison is, like, what if Matt Allison had stuck with it in his 20s and became the next 
Dan Klaus. It's like an alter, oh, alternate universe version of Matt Allison. Like, what if he had become that, you know, the next Dan Klaus or whatever? That's kind of how yeah. I take it. I got That makes sense. About. I like it how the the Matt Allison he he just got back from getting like his Ignatz Award or whatever it was, and he ends up <laughs> killing the other Matt Allison with it. Just beats him <laughs> on the head. All the blood and whatever pops out of it, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful to look at. I think um, he took I'm that from really... Watchmen. Huh? <laughs> I think he stole that from Watchmen. Yes, um, it's beautiful to look at and just be mesmerized at the 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 pen work. You know what I mean, like the illustration. Um, well, it's funny when I was reading that guy was doing his speech or whatever. I, talking about his life or whatever, you know, that other Matt Allison. Yeah. And I was reading it and I was like, you know, this is actually really well written. Like when the guy talks, it really feels like what somebody would say. Like I thought the writing was actually pretty good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I think the writing's fine. It's just, it doesn't, it, that, that whole series. The story doesn't make any sense. It's a train wreck. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And no. when, when we first had him, or the first time I was exposed to him, I think was when we had him at our show when I bought his book and and I took it and maybe it wasn't, maybe it was like in Chicago, it was somewhere. And I went home and I read it that night and then went back the next day. Cause he told me, he's like, yeah, it won't make any sense. He's like, I don't even know what it's about. You know, like what, I, you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah. It didn't make any sense. He's like, yeah, I told you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's more like, it's kind of like a David Lynch movie when they go crazy, where it just becomes like almost like a dream, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like this surreal sort of stream of consciousness dream thing, you know? That's how I take it. Yeah. You know, it's most great. people aren't into that. I'm not really into that either, but when it's Matt Allison, I'll tolerate it. I read all the old Omega up to four. I finished that. Oh, out. nice. Yeah. Ooh. Dude. Did you like it? Yeah, dude, his art, his his artwork is just, it's so cool. Like, it's just so good. Just, Did you think the story took a little while to get going? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, it kind of drugged there in the middle because you were just kind of like there was no Ultra Mega, you know, and or whatever. I don't know, it's been a while since I read this, so I don't remember a whole bunch about it. I just remember staring at Dude, I'm just like staring at pretty pictures anymore. It seems like, you know what I mean? Like, that's fair. I'm just, I'm just amazed at the artwork. This him, this ultra mega, and and just really staring at um, at Savage Dragon at like Eric Larson stuff. I know he's, you know, he's very, he's he's turned a lot, and it's probably been that way for a long time. But he's he's very channeling jack kirby you know what i mean like yeah and you can see that with like his hands and his lines and the thick lines and stuff and so i mean even with savage dragon i'm just like looking at i'm just looking at structure like i'm looking at you know the lines where this goes how that goes i mean um i don't know i guess i'm just sucked in by the pretty pictures on a lot of this stuff and not really paying attention although i did get mostly caught up on spider-man and i was like i don't know i probably read like 10 issues of spider-man amazing spider-man which is like three months i think 
Yeah. You put out like 18 issues a month and then annuals and then specials and stuff. But yeah. so it pissed me off because I'm reading and there's a storyline running through Amazing Spider-Man. And uh, it's basically, it's been building up and building up. I read like three issues of this and I've already read some of them from before. And then I get to the next issue and it's like, that whole story had been resolved and i'm like what the what the fuck's going on and they're like i go back and it's like oh yeah you have this story continues in amazing spider-man special kingpin number one or whatever like another five dollar six dollar standalone book i'm like are you fucking kidding me like you've been running this storyline through the series for like eight, nine issues, and then you decide to just throw it into a special, like the end of it. And like, I got caught up because it's like, this is what happened last issue, or, you know, whatever, you know, this is what happened in that issue, like in the new one. And I'm like, that's a cool effing story. Like, I wish I would have read that, you know, and, and then I'm reading the next one because then they jump right into like the next storyline and it goes like three or four or five issues. And it's like, it's got the chameleon or yeah, the dude, the yeah. with white face that can change chameleon. faces. Yeah, the chameleon. Yeah. And like, it starts tying into like, um, you know, it starts going back into like the, all the clone stuff starts coming up again. Like everything's mind fucked in this thing, you know, whatever. And it's like three or four issues, and then it's like to be concluded in the Chameleon Spider-Man Super Special, whatever, you know? And I'm like, but I bought that one. So, like, I bought nice. that one, so I had that one. But I'm just like, this is ridiculous. So I've been oh. reading I've been reading on the Marvel Unlimited app, and I got to the Clone Conspiracy. Do you remember that storyline at all? Is that the one with, like, Ben Riley or are you? Ben Riley's like been, like, cloning people and making body parts and... Cloning, like he cloned Gwen Stacy and brought her back, but they're not just clones; they have the memories of the clones or or their previous selves. Right. So but anyway, like, so it built up to this storyline, and then there was a mini series called The Clone Conspiracy that he had to buy. Yeah. And Jim Chung did the art, so I mean, it, it's a beautiful book. But while this mini series is running, they also have the regular Amazing Spider-Man book running, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm reading The Clone Conspiracy. And so there'll be like one little scene in the clone conspiracy. And then you'll read the next issue of Amazing Spider-Man. It takes that one little scene and then it expands it to like 20 pages of information that you really didn't need at all. It's just like this, you know, big expansion of some tiny little conversation into like 20 pages. But like you really didn't even need that information. Like the main six issue story, clone conspiracy miniseries would have been fine, right? just stupid because it's just to sell more books right well i mean i get it like if it's a limited series but if that that's i don't know that i've ever heard of that before like you're running a a six-part story yeah the book and then the sixth part is just some giant size special that they just decide to print like what the fuck why don't you just put it isn't that what isn't that what New Mutants, or I'm sorry, Teen Titans did with like the Judas contract? Didn't that like have like three issues and it ended in like an annual? I have no idea. Well, sure, but that's an annual. That's this true. Is, this is just Joe Blow <laughs> special number one. You know what I mean? Like it's not even. Yeah. 
I mean, I sort of get it. It's kind of the same thing, but I don't think that it is. Because, I mean, it's, if slightly you're, different. it's slightly different. If you're, I don't know. I don't know. It just irritated me. One, because I didn't have it. And two, because it probably came out four or five months ago. Where the fuck am I going to find it now? And Nowhere. It's it's not like anybody's going to have it. <laughs> so, I read the Marvel King's Unlimited app. I read right. King Spawn number one. King Spawn? Number one. I read wow. it. Uh, it's on Hoopla. What the fuck's Hoopla? It's like a library thing. Is it legit? Yeah, like it's libraries paid and license these books, and then you can borrow them and read them. Huh. Through like an app. Did you get the one in 250 special? I did. No, I didn't get the variant. It's just the regular cover. It was, it was just like the last Spawn story I read. It set a bunch of stuff up, didn't deliver on anything. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm not sure what's happening. There's like angels, and there's like you know, demons coming from hell, killing kids. Todd McFarland's big on the torturing kid thing. Yeah. Kids love change. Is he? I think so. But, uh, yeah. And then, so it had the main story, and then it had a bunch of backup stories with, like, the gunslinger, and Haunt was in one of the backup stories. So I don't know if he's trying to bring Haunt back. All sorts of stuff. Well, sure. Why not? Why not? Um, okay, so we were talk. We had talked about the King Spawn, the one in two fifty, all that stuff. You know, we had talked about that a little bit. So I was listening, and it, it I guess it it makes sense. Like it's not that far of a reach to figure it out, but it just it clicked when I listened to somebody explain it. So again, this was Rob Liefeld, and he was talking about it. Did you know that? So it ended up selling like what right around 500,000 copies or something yeah i think king spawn number one and uh you know that book the berserker with the mm -hmm. uh keanu reeves and matt kent and that yeah. boom that's just gone ape shit do you know sure. what, how many do you know how many copies number one sold with the print run one on, on it was it was over 500,000 wasn't it yeah it was like 630 yeah. or 640 do you know do you know why it was that high? Nope. They did, they did a one in one thousand variant, and it was autographed by Keanu Reeves. Wow! And so, people were buying a thousand copies of it to get the Keanu Reeves signature. Who, did Rob Liefeld tell you that? Yeah. That's and, not, but issue two also did like three or four hundred thousand. Did it? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'll have to look it up exactly. It's issue two did really good too. So I huh. think his narrative is a little. Well, so his, his, his narrative, well, he even said, and I need to go back. I should have, I wanted to go back and listen to it because I swear to God, he said that when boom, when they said they were doing that one in 1000, but this makes no sense to me. When they were doing it, they were telling retailers that it was returnable. Oh, yeah. And so they're like, just order as many fucking copies as you want so you can get the Keanu Reeves thing and <laughs> then you can return the unsold copies. But why would Boom do that? Just to boost their numbers? They're going to lose money on it. They're not making any more money unless they sell the books. All right, so number two only sold 148,000, which is still pretty amazing. It's still pretty amazing, but that's... But that's a big that's, drop. 
That's well, because well, what Boom thinks they just want to get the books into retailers because they think that then people will come buy them. Because it's true, retailers are always under order because they don't want to get stuck with product, right? That's true too. So if you say it's returnable, they're like, well, they'll order more. And then Keanu Reeves tw tweets that, hey, my Berserker number one came out, and these tons of people who don't even buy comics run to the comic book store and get a copy, right? Right. I think that's what oh. Boom was trying to do. They're trying to market it to non-comic book people. I got gotcha. you. And they well, want to so, get the copies out in the wild. Because if Keanu Reeves said, hey, go pick up a copy, and everybody goes to the comic book store and they don't have any copies. And then all the right. they get returned, they can sell on the aftermarket prices on eBay. See? Exactly. Well, then, so... Then they can control about, supply and demand. Well, they can just he, give the extras out at the movie premiere. He was, Ooh, yes. I he's like that. He's basically saying that these... So then he was talking about King Spawn number one. And he was yeah. saying those numbers are overinflated because of the very I mean, they're, they're selling 500,000 copies, but nobody's buying 500,000 copies of that book. Like yeah. 500,000, huh? That's what I said. Like 500,000 copies are not going to find their way into the hands of people because of what the retailers are doing is they're buying the 250 copies and then they're selling the one in 250. For anywhere from seven hundred fifty to a thousand dollars, which they make money on up to two hundred fifty, and then the two the two hundred and forty five copies that they don't sell go into a long box into their warehouse, or they get thrown in the trash or whatever happens to them. You know, or given away so as part of a promotion or God knows what. Right, and so he's saying these numbers are huge, but they're they're not they're not true. Which is funny because he comes from the the three million spawns, the five million X Force, and the you know eight million plus whatever X Men, and then the what however many million copies of Youngblood. It, it's the same thing. They overprinted the shit out of those, and the retailers bought them. Like, what was it five years ago? Four years ago? I was in Wizards Asylum before it changed hands. They had an entire long box of like X-Men number one, the Jim Lee X-Men number ones, and they were selling them for like 50 cents a piece. And they had an entire long box of them that they couldn't get fucking rid of. So well, I bought five, six copies of that so I get all the covers. I know. Um, and X-Force had like a bag trading card. So you I had know, to buy like did. five copies to get the different trading cards. Right. So it's kind of pot calling the kettle black. Exactly. Exactly. But what he was saying was, and this is this is interesting because this will I want to see if this happens, which is out in the it's out in the world now, so it probably will. But he said that he's like, I could launch a new book right now. Doesn't matter what it is, launch a new book, and my gimmick is for every whatever one in two hundred and fifty, one in five hundred, one in one thousand, I do an original sketch on the cover. And that's a one in two fifty, one in one thousand. He's like, I will sell out of them. Like I will sell, you know, whatever, six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand copies because it'll be an original piece of artwork. And he's like, if I, he goes, I'm not planning on doing it. He said, but I bet by the end of this year, which there's not much of the end of the year left, but he's like, somebody will do it. Somebody will do an original sketch variant drawing on some book. And they're gonna get like amazing through the roof fucking numbers. Yeah, because McFarland just had to sign them, and people were going ape crap. I know they were limited number, and he signed them. Well, and they sent them directly to CGC, 
Like he signed him and then they sent him off to CGC or whatever to get him slabbed perfect or whatever, you know? So, I mean, that's yeah. the big thing now is the CGC also. So if you take it, True. if you sign it and give it straight to CGC, does it an automatic 10? You would think. I don't think so. Like it came right off the printer. I know. All he did I, was sign it. How can it not be a 10? Because there's printing defects and printing malfunctions. So some so some retailers got like a 10 and some got like a 9.8? I'd be pissed. I don't know, dude. I don't um, know that – I don't even know how many 10s there are like in CGC now. Can't you just like tell CGC, hey, I want all these <laughs> to be 10s? This is the I, deal. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know so. how that works. All right. Um, I – I read I got okay, so like Jonathan Hickman is like leaving X Men, right? With Inferno. Like they, they launched a new X Men series that's written by Jerry Duggan with Peppa Larraz doing the artwork. Yeah. So like Hickman's Hickman's X Men run with him writing it ended with twenty one and then they did a they did a planet size. Yeah, where'd it go? Yeah, they did like X Men Planet Size Special or whatever is what it was called. I don't know what I did with it. It's in here somewhere. Oh, Planet Size X Men number one is the really? official. Well, actually, Dugan, Duggan, Jerry Duggan wrote that one. So, but uh, I don't know, man. The new team that they picked for the X Men, like, it's a terrible team. It's like. Uh, haven't you said this it's, before? Uh, it's Cyclops. This this is the new X Men team, right? Cyclops, Jean Grey, Sunfire, Sink, Wolverine, which is X twenty three, not Wolverine, but X twenty three, Polaris, and Rogue. That's Sink. a horrible team. Sink. There's no characters on that team I even want to read about. I like Rogue. I guess Rogue. She's the only one I like. Right? I'm yeah. Like, that's terrible. Like, who came up terrible. with that? Well, Hickman loves Sunspot, though. It's not Sunspot. It's Sunfire. Oh. Then I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's Sunfire. That's a horrible team. I know, How right? And How's Jean Grey the, back? Jean Grey's dead. Grant Morrison killed her. None of them can die now because they do the whole regeneration thing. Oh, uh, gotcha. You read, you read Hawks and Pox, right? No. Powers of X, House. I read X. one issue. Or House of what and Powers of X? Is that Hawks yeah. and Pox? Yeah. House of okay. X, Powers of I read one issue. Oh. Uh, are you you're like the biggest hickman dude you signed up for his his shit yeah i'm that's why i'm trying to catch up on my marvel stuff so i can get to the hickman x-men stuff uh well i won't ruin it for you then the big giant thing that happens in freaking planet size x-men well don't but it's 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 insane it's so good it's insane wow not not really Hmm. I, I don't know. I'm You've got me all confused. I uh I was excited. I thought House of X and, and Powers of X were really well done. 
they were cool for whatever the 12 issues that they were or however many they were. Your hand is really big on the screen because you're like... It's like a Kirby hand. It's like a Kirby hand. Is that what we're doing now, Kirby hands? We're doing Kirby hand. Um, I thought it was a cool concept and I liked it, but I only liked it in the short term. It doesn't work for me long term. Like even the 20 issues that Hickman wrote, it I'm done with it. Like I'm I'm out of it. Like it. Um. But anyway, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like the. Uh, well, the weird thing is that, like Jerry Duggan is is quoted as the writer. Yeah. But then when you go into like the stuff. Like Jonathan Hickman is is listed as head of X. Yeah. Like, wh what does that mean? Like, Jerry Duggan has to write a story and then go to Hickman and go, "Hey, dude, does this work for you?" Or well, here's here's what Hickman he said, and it's probably gonna piss you off. Hickman said he pitched like a three act story for X Men when he took him over. Yeah. And he said he set up like the first act. And everybody liked the first act so much, all the writers that were working with him wanted to just hang out in the first act and not even get to the next thing. So he's going to leave before he gets anywhere close to the end of his initial vision of what these books were going to be. Yeah. So whatever story he was going to tell, you're never going to see. I mean, he drove me away from Fantastic Four. Well, he's leaving, so you're good. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, oh, I'm okay. not too. I'm not too disappointed. That's the thing. I love Hickman on like almost all of his creator-owned stuff, like his image stuff. But I don't know what it is, man. When he touches like Fantastic Four and X Men, I don't know. It's not like my favorite stuff. I think Hickman's better on his creator-owned stuff, to be quite honest. I mean, I like I his said. Marvel stuff. Is that what you just said? That's what I just said literally what i just said but hey we're on the same page thanks how are you scott you've been hanging out not saying jack shit for like an hour i'm just listening it's all good i learned things here's the hickman quote sorry i want to get it right he said during the pandemic when the time came for me to start pointing things towards writing the second act event i asked everyone if they were ready for me to do that and to a man everyone wanted to stay in the first act it was really interesting because i appreciated that how house of x resonated with them to the extent that they didn't want it to end but the reality was that i knew i would be leaving the line early so they're stuck in the first act gotcha they're not even well, to the second act event and there's they, a cat in sky there's a fucking yes. cat on the screen um <laughs> talk about the huge is, hand you get the huge cat this is right, a so, long it's a long first act. I'm ready for the first act to be over. Like let's the writers apparently were not. Let's move All right. along. You've, you've talked a lot. Does Scott want to talk about anything? Uh, I don't know. I did read Bountiful Garden. The oh, what did you yeah. think? What did you think? Did you like? I it? liked it. It's I did. Kind of up I your did. Alley, isn't it? It is. It is really up my alley. It's kind of that sci-fi thing. It's kind of got that like uh, teenage angst though or something there going on though a little bit too yeah it does seem like there's a bunch of you know what you, tweens to teens you know in here and how That's they're going to do stuff but um but yeah uh, it, it it's interesting i mean at least it seems rather 
it's hard to tell at this point, but there's could be some originality going on here, you know, and things. Right. I'll be right back. No, we're talking about Watchmen. I'll be right back. Where's he going? All right, what do you think of Watchmen issue 10? He said he'd be right back. We got to wait for him, right? Here, should <laughs> this be what? Here, uh, I'll just hold this, and then when Don gets back, he can... Shouldn't that be on Don's screen? That's probably true. You gotta go to his house and hold it. Drive to Don's house, hold it in front of his computer. That's probably true. Yeah, you're right. My dog dog was down here bugging the shit out of me, so I had to let him out. I'm gonna have to go back and let him in in a few minutes. Where'd you get the the back door at? He's just, he appeared. He's joined the podcast. He just appeared. I'm good friends with Chris Watchmen. Just ask him the cameo. I thought it was... Oh, you'll like this though, Drew. I'm not done, but I'm like one-fifth of maybe, not even quite that, of through low. Oh, nice. So I started it at least. That's an accomplishment. I have a bunch of other stuff for you to read, so you need to finish that. I got Birthright, oh, book two. I got the end Ooh. of Birthright. Okay. And I got Outcast, book two. Okay. Both of those are things I'm interested in, so yeah. And Lowe's not too bad. And also, I'm I, struggling. I also had Family Tree Bound, which is the Lemire Phil Hester book. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check that one out. Lowe's not oh, too yeah. bad. Uh, it, it starts off pretty fast and things it's just man he's really pounding home this optimist you know versus the yeah. world type of thing and that like... kind of gets a little on my nerves a bit but and i'm not so digging the art i gotta admit i don't know why. oh you don't like the art oh see i really like the art so it may not be for you that's a big selling point for me it is on, on a lot of stuff and I, I don't know what it is because i've seen I'm wondering if I've seen this artist before and I, or the I, the style I, I know, you know, type things, and it, but it works in certain stories and I'm just not digging it in this one because so much of it is a sci-fi world where I think I want a bit more detail to the, the stuff that I've never really seen before, if that makes sense. And yeah. this style, you know, is, it's very, well, it's not necessarily, like I said, it works in, it, it would work a lot in like a horror or this type of stuff. And in this style, I, cause it's kind of got that rough edges, you know, and, and things like yeah. this, but yet some detail into it. It's, it's like giving me enough to go, Ooh, that could be cool and pretty little shiny thing. But yet I can't tell what the hell it is or what you're trying to get across, you know, on some things. Yeah. So that's where I'm struggling a little bit. Interesting. It seems like Reminder's writing lately has all been very heavy-handed. Like, he gets a theme, and he just hammers that theme home. That is a very good way to put it. And I don't know... I don't remember his earlier... Like, I don't remember Fear Agent being that way. I don't remember... I don't either. I mean, Black Science, maybe a little bit, you know? It was all about kind of that guy's redemption and all that stuff. I don't know. It just seems like this book and that... Was it Death and Glory, the the road one? Seemed like that oh. had some. Yeah. But even Tokyo, 
Tokyo Ghost, like it was all about technology, screen time is bad. You know what I mean? There's always a theme or a moral that he kind of just hammers home a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Did Hickman do Tokyo Ghost? No. Oh. I thought no. you were talking about Hickman. I think. Talking about no, Remender. Uh, I changed it to Remender. Oh, Remender. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, you said, you said Fear Agent. Duh. Yeah. All right, Watchmen, issue 10. Hey, what real quick. What was your issue? What? Very, very, very real quick. I finished I, I finished my pages for Mr. Right. Cool. Yay. It should be the it should be out for air cap. Cool. Nice. And it'll be like 30, 35 pages, 36 pages. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? Just the best cover ever. Yeah, but that's not the one we're doing. I know. I just thought I'd tease people with the upcoming one. All right. So here's the one. So if we skip, because it's at the end is, is what I wanted to ask. But uh, I, okay. I mean, I was alive. I was alive in the 80s, obviously. You know? Jeff Cod. But, but uh, Dude, dun, dun. So when. That's a beautiful cover, though, too. Do you want me to skip ahead and, and talk about my issue, or do we want just to do your issue? Let's let's get that out of the right. way. All right. So when uh, Rorschach and Alman are at V headquarters and they figure everything out, yeah, and and uh, he's t- p- punching in the password to the computer. Yeah, Ramses. And he yes. types in Ramses, and then it says password incomplete. Do you wish to add writer? <laughs> Yep. As any computer, that's not password, how passwords work. Anything ever done that? Like even when they were new, like, hey, you're almost there. You just need to add something. Do you want to add something? Would you like to take you, something away? Do huh? you think Alan Moore had ever used a computer at that point, though? I don't know. But that was. I mean, it was eighty-five, eighty-six. I was like, what? <laughs> like, okay. I mean, we were using a Commodore 64 at that point. I don't know what Alan Moore was using. I don't know. It's like, you're almost there. Would you like to maybe add something to your password? Yeah. That was pretty stupid. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Hey, the other uh, thing I thought was goofy, like when they're, when they're in Antarctica and they're like getting off the thing and they have these hover bikes or whatever, are those yeah. not like the lamest looking hover bikes you've ever seen? <laughs> they look like... It looks they, like a hovering Segway or something. I know they they look like those little uh, scooter things that you can rent and ride around downtown. I don't think it's like hover bike. I want something like Akira or Extremity or something, and it's like this lame little hover bike. Could you make something a little cooler looking, Dave Gibbons? I mean, they're supposed to be superheroes. Well, he had to have uh, he had uh, what's her face load them like I don't know five issues ago. Yeah, I know uh, that lady. So I just thought they were pretty. Goofy looking. Right. All right. So we start off, and Nixon is going to NORAD, or, yeah, isn't he? Him and G. Gordon Liddy and all the the military, the presidential government bigwigs are all heading to safety because we're at DEFCON 2. I don't know. Yes. I, I, didn't, I didn't really. Oh. I, I did like the fact that uh, nuclear football is shaped like a football and nice. chained to its wrist. Right? Like, yes. I like a, that. 
it's not shaped like a football, I don't think. It's like a briefcase, isn't it? I believe so. But let's go ahead and make it a football. It's a comic book. Let's go with it. I, I know. Um, then uh, what Rorschach has to go back to his house because he needs to get like his spare costume and his, his uh, journal. Yep. And he gets to mail the journal off because, you know, it's all going to end. Right. And then it gets to the journal place. And, uh, and they don't want it. They don't want it. The guy's just like, hey, just throw that in the junk pile over there. We're going to burn that next at the beginning of the year. <laughs> right. That's all a bunch of crap. Yep. Um, so. Goes, yeah. Oh, so the title of the chapter is called Two Writers Were Approaching or something, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I don't even, I haven't even been noticing yes. the titles up to this point. Two so when you guys writers. read that, do you immediately think of the Bob Dylan song? Uh, I don't know that song. No, but I'm not like real up on my Bob Dylan. So if I see that phrase, I immediately think of Bob Dylan, right? But what I thought was interesting, and then at the end of it, he does have the Bob Dylan song quote. He like, does. Approaching. But yeah. So I thought it was cool how, you know, it's about Rorschach and uh, Night Owl approaching Bites thing, right? Because they're approaching. Right. Uh -huh. But then that stupid uh, little, whatever, the pirate story. This pirate when he's story. In the city, he like kills those people, and then there's him, and he's got the fake writer of the dead lady approaching the town, yep. right? So I thought, yep. hey, that's kind of cool. Two writers were approaching. You had it in this story, and you had it in this story. Yep. Yeah. That was a cute little touch. Maybe I'm looking for maybe he didn't intend that, but no. What? That's good. I said maybe he didn't intend that, but it's oh, like I'm a... I'm betting he did with that whole little sub story. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, then, I noticed that as well. This was a decent issue, but not much really happened. I mean, it's really just set up to show down. With well, fight. it's set up towards the end. It's trying to figure out a way to get all his pieces in the same place, really. What do you yeah. mean nothing happened? We figured the whole fucking thing out. Oh, I guess I already knew all that. But yeah, I guess if you read then, it for the first time. Yeah, I mean, we I don't know that you figured out. the whole thing out at this point. I mean, what you figured out, I guess, to a point is the fact exactly. that you knew now that Velt is the bad guy. That if you didn't know it before, but I think you probably already had some inkling of that a little bit before. Maybe not. I probably did it the first time I read it. Well, but I think that's where, you, where it ultimately led you as you're going, uh-oh, this guy is not who, who he appears to be, and now the other guys are starting to figure it out, right. and the, the showdown is coming, you know, so. Well, well there's, there's a thing, I think it's, you know, Alman and Rorschach are talking, and they're trying to figure, they're talking it through, and, and uh, he's like, one of, I think Rorschach's like, well, why would he hire, you know, who hired, you know, who hired this guy to kill him? And they even go, don't they go to like the bars and they're trying to rough up people to figure out who the fuck hired them? Yeah, because that's always Rorschach's yeah. solution. We got to go break some fingers. Right. And, yep. and, Rorschach, and Rorschach, I think, is still like, I think Dan. Well, he still Alex, thinks that there's a mass killer that's even targeting even Velt. Yes. Right. But I think 
Owlman, I think he's starting to figure it out. Like, he's starting to question it. He's oh, like, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. He's like, why would, you know, how would he, you know, how would that work or whatever? But Rorschach is still like, oh, no, Beat's the good guy, and there's this mass killer, and I'm going straight forward. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going, and, and he's holding back going, no, I think this. And, and that's probably why he tried to, why he jumped on the computer like he did. You know, Rorschach's just kind of still concerned about Beat. Like, why did Beat leave? And then well, it's just to show that they're they have some different investigative, you know, abilities there, you know, and things, and that they probably work fairly well as a team. But right, well, I did like so, I mean, a couple scenes where, like, I like the scenes where Night Owl like blows up at Rorschach, and then Rorschach's like, "No, you really are a good friend." And there's like a little kind of moment between them. <laughs> I thought that was cool. true. He's like, you know how hard it is to be your friend. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're Pretty a total much. asshole. Um, well, and I mean, and then you have the whole, you have the the all of the artists, everybody leaving the island, thinking all yeah. everything's happy, good, and you know they're they're gonna get paid and they're gonna live happily ever after, and then you know, boom, that whole thing blows up. So, yeah, I mean, I mean really, that's from what i can tell i mean you can tell that things are starting to wrap up and come to a head and i really believe that this is the issue where you where as the reader you realize okay uh Velt is our bad guy yeah oh yeah totally if you yeah. didn't already decipher that before right and yeah. that all the pieces are coming together for the showdown between hopefully whatever heroes we have left and and our villain. Yeah. And so I do like the the, the after stuff. Um, you know, it's all just <laughs> internal memos about like beat products and, and Yeah, uh, that was cool. And action figures, but I like how they're yeah. like, <laughs> I like how Let's tweak this around. We don't want to get sued. <laughs> right. I like how legal's like, well, you know, Moloch, it might not be in the greatest taste, but he's dead, and I don't think we have any family, so, you know, I don't think we're going to get sued for it, so let's go <laughs> ahead and do it. And then, yep. you know, like, with the other two, it's kind of the same thing, but... But I, I like Velt's, uh, you know, response, though, too. Well, instead, let's uh, let's just go take... Uh, instead, we'll do terrorists, you know, and things. <laughs> right. And then the whole nostalgia line. Well, yeah, I, I think we're gonna change that. Like, we're we're gonna yeah. go in a different direction because <laughs> he knows shit's going down. Like, it's like we'll call it Utopia, because <laughs> like, in yep. in a month or so, there's gonna be a Utopia. You know, <laughs> um, I thought that that was really cheap though with the with the action figures that Rorschach's grappling gun is like an accessory that you have to buy extra. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, I get the owl ship, right? But I want that yeah. owl ship. Did they ever make that? I want it. That's I don't cool. know. But it is interesting because it says, um, painstakingly assembled from existing photographs of this famous craft, our owl ship has an accessible and fully detailed cabin area built to scale with OZ-003 fully lighted cabin. So, 
I don't know. It doesn't look like it's totally built to scale. Like, I don't know that you could fit all those dudes in there, but it's interesting that they write that it is. You know what I mean? Well, so. in some ways, it looks like the owl, the, the ship is pretty big, but then in other pictures, it kind of looks kind of crammed in there. I'm not quite sure how big it is in there. Well, they rescued a whole shitload of people and then served. I know, right? But then other times, it look, you look at them in there and you're like, it doesn't look that big. <laughs> It's like a Doctor Who thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it's hard to, I mean, like I said, we've all read this several times. And I mean, obviously, you know, we've, we've all caught some different things, new things or things that we've never noticed or whatever. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff. Like I, I paid a lot of attention. This issue, I kind of tried to, I tried to, go through it fairly fast i didn't spend a whole lot of time on it probably and i don't know that i missed a whole lot of stuff and maybe that's why i kind of missed the the whole two people or whatever but um are they all this long was this an oversized issue because it no, like it's about it the same. Like, is it it's about okay the same. this one just seemed like it took took a while to read but uh <clears throat> but uh i don't know it's good like we talked about earlier, we talked a lot about it. No, sounds like you're a Watchman hater. So screw you, dude. <laughs> I'm not a Watchman hater. I'm not a Watchman hater. It's just I, like I said before, I mean it's, and I started to think too because this is like set in 1986. This came out in like 1986. Obviously, you know the Russians and the United States were you know, 86, we were still worried about nuclear war. Like, that was a real possibility. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is so much a piece of the time. Like, you know. Yeah, but you say that, though, but you even look at the world that we're into right now. Now, maybe we're still yeah. not on the best relations with the Russians. Now, is nuclear war a constant threat? No, but war in general seems to be a constant threat. We are always battling with somebody. I mean, look at what's going on in Afghanistan right now. That's you know, true. I mean, hell, that's what starts the whole thing in this book is Afghanistan, you know, type things. And when, you know, as they're going through there and that the Russians invade Afghanistan. So, you know, while you're right, that is very much of a period of its time in the 80s. It just seems like the well, whole issue of war in general just keeps recycling itself and the threat of some type of, you know, apocalyptic event in general you know, is kind of hanging over our heads in some ways. Well, yeah, and I mean, John even mentions it. He's like, you know, I just like, you, I'm leaving. You guys do what you want. Like, you're just going to fight. You guys figure you know, it out. You guys figure it out. You're going to kill each other anyway. But, I mean, in the 80s, Russia invaded Afghanistan. I mean, that, you know what I mean? Like, that was what fucking, what, Rambo 3 was about, you know? I mean, like, yeah. it happened, like, yeah. in the 80s. We were fighting about it then, yeah. And we're still fighting about it, so. Exactly. But, I mean, just with the whole nuclear war and this and that, I mean, yeah, that's more of You're a, right. Nuclear like, war is not as much of a threat now as it was in the 80s because that yeah. was a thing, you know, that was real big around then. But I just think if you take that whole issue of just war in general – you know, and really what he's trying to do, you know, throughout this, uh, you know, I think the same ideals still apply in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah. Okay, substitute nuclear war with any type of other, you know, terroristic activities, you know, or anything else. 
Right. Yep. Hey. It's just not maybe as big of a final, you know, um, end event as nuclear war. But as we've just proven, you can keep some wars going for 20 flipping years. So I, I got a homework assignment for everybody. Okay. I know we're a comic book podcast, but I want everybody to go on Netflix and watch Streets of Fire. For the I seen that was on there the other day. I already watched it. Oh, you recently? Yeah, I mean, because when, when I saw it was on Netflix, I uh, threw it back on. So, Don, so, you need to watch it. I want to analyze that, like, because there's so many things that I like about that movie, and there's so many things that are so horrible about it. Like, it's, it's like oh, that, there's a lot of things that are bad in that movie. Ooh. I know, but like, it's roll, it's Streets of Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty six. Like, I love that movie, but I know it's bad, and so I I just I want to like tear it down and talk about it a little bit really huh. okay seemed like it could have I been own the soundtrack i think wow so, at least i used to so those you things watched, called compact discs we just talk about it now don doesn't show any interest so that movie looks weird like i right. think I oh, it's wow. weird it's dumb yeah. and so rewatch it and then we'll talk about movie. it next week okay it's only like 90 minutes yeah it's okay. pretty short all right. It's got I Rick Moranis. Will Defoe. William Defoe, who Bill looks Paxton. like crazy young. Yeah, Bill Paxton, too. I thought that was funny. Nice. So, yeah. Check it out. Whatever happened to that guy who plays the lead character, Michael something or other? He, like, did two roles, like Eddie and the Cruisers and that, and, like, yeah, he, like, he, fell off the face of the earth. He did. He, his career did not take off the way they were hoping. You should read the Wikipedia page on it, Scott. It's really interesting. Of Streets of Fire? Yeah. It's got a lot of really? information. Yeah. Huh. I may actually do that then. You should. No, I did, <laughs> I'm with you, though. I saw that the other night when I was, like, scrolling through things, you know, on Netflix. I was like, Streets of Fire? Oh, wow. And so I, like, threw that on, you know, or whatever. Because there again, like you said, it was only an hour and a half. Yeah. All right. I want to break it down shot by shot. Oh my god! Well, then I may have to rewatch it because I do admit there were some parts where it's like, "Oh god, I remember this song." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, skip to good. the other parts. All right, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. What? I got so much more. No, I'm kidding. I don't got anything. I'm oh, getting tired. I know the other thing though that I did uh, during this time. I played Ankh or Ankh with my son. Oh, did you? Holy crap! Cool. That is a was good it game. good? Or I at least liked it. Yeah. Cool. And it plays extremely cool. well with two players. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I need to get another game night going if we can get through all this damn COVID crap. Great. Yeah. How's Joe doing? Uh, it sounds like he's back to work. So, But okay. he did say he's like he didn't feel still 100%. Yeah. He's still trying still to get his strength back. But it did sound like he was through the worst of it, he thought. So he hoped. Looks good. Of his fingers, but, yeah. but you know, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like this crap is come again, on again type of crap. So yeah. So All right. I had a uh, another friend of mine that went out to Seattle working for Boeing. I didn't even realize this until today, but I guess he caught COVID over at the very beginning of the year. I think just before you know the vaccines were as readily available. And he said that thing just took him for a loop. He was on a ventilator and he's like younger than me. He's 44, Yeah, you know, and stuff. And he said, you know, it, it took him down and that he 
he really didn't think he was going to come back. He lost like 30 pounds and he wow. said he couldn't barely even lift a coffee cup, you know, type wow. things for a while. And he said, now he's doing a lot better. He's back running and, uh, you know, and, and it's got some strength back, but he said, yeah, it just threw him for a loop. It's no joke. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. All right. Well, stay safe. All right. Yeah, you All too. Right. Yep. Later. Bye. Take care. Bye.